back, everyone, to the Momentum Fit podcast. This is episode 015, so episode 15. And yes, it has been quite a while since we have done a podcast, so we are bringing them back. We are starting a new segment, basically program design, where I will sit down with one of the trainers and we will go over their style of training, or it could be Marie, um, but basically give you insight into how everyone likes to train. So today we're doing it a little different. It's just me today, so we're gonna see how this goes. Uh, to be upfront, this is my second try, so hopefully this one sticks. You guys will know if it airs. Uh, currently I'm sitting at my daughter's table uh, doing this podcast, so it's pretty funny because I have all my papers around me and I am quite too large for this table, but we're gonna give it a go anyway. So. My style of training, I guess, has always kind of uh, been adapted over my years of experience from working out, from training. I started training back in, what was it, uh, say 2002, I believe. I got my first training certification. I started training at the local rec center at Georgia Southern. Trained there for three years, I believe. And then I did strength and conditioning with the student athletes. And so there I gained a lot of new law, new, new knowledge, uh, speed, agility training. That's when I really first got exposed to a weightlifting. So hang clean, power clean, clean and jerk, snatch, that type of thing. Um, and I really like fell in love with that style of training. Leaving the strength and conditioning field, I moved down to Jacksonville where I did boot camps. I worked with youth, strength and conditioning, just your everyday uh, general pop clients, special populations. I've done a little bit of it all. Um, so everything I've done previously has kind of molded my style and I guess you could say what it is today. So this is my style. doesn't have to be the best style for everyone. It's just what I like to do currently. Um, so hopefully it's interesting information for you. So generally when I get a new client, first thing we do is we're going to sit down and have a little Q&A. We're going to go over uh, their background workout history, any type of injuries or limitations they may have. And then once we kind of get through all the questions, usually we'll do an assessment of sorts. Um, if they are currently in some type of workout program and based on the Q&A, I deem that you know they're moving fairly well, um, I'll just kind of assess them on our first workout. And we'll basically do primarily body weight movements um, that way I can kind of see how they're moving and I can always progress from there. It's a good just uh, litmus test of where they're at in their uh, fitness level, whether it be beginner, intermediate, or advanced. So once we kind of do that, then we set up goals. Ideally, we would always have those kind of short-term goals that are very attainable uh, within sight, and then those build upon the long-term goals where they may be like six months down the road to a year. Once we kind of get that dialed in, we'll discuss how many workouts per week. Uh, generally, I see most of my clients twice a week. I see some three times a week. I even see some one time a week. And for those that I may see only once or twice a week, generally they do like to have workouts outside of meeting with me. So if they want that input, I'm more than happy to write them workouts to do. And since they are training with me as well, I know what's best for them on those other days. Um, if you are working with a trainer or someone and you're doing workouts with them and you're doing stuff outside of that, I would definitely 
talk to them and see what is the best course of action because you just want to make sure that you're not overdoing certain exercises or movements. Um, that's when you get overuse injuries, uh, tendonitis, tenopathy, like whatever it may be. You just want to make sure that you're doing a, a well-balanced program. So you just want to have everyone on the same page. It just works out in the long run uh, best for everyone. Once we get that dialed in, we'll see how long are the workouts. Are they 30 minutes, 60 minutes? Generally, everyone is a 60 minute workout. That gives us ample time for warm up, any type of like skill development. And when I say skill development, that could be high skill movements or that could just be a back squat. Like if someone has never done a back squat before, we really want to spend time in going over that movement, uh, safety precautions, all that good stuff. And then from there, we can get into what I like to call the strength of the workout is where we will do maybe one or two prime movers where we're doing like three to four sets, maybe anywhere from five to 10 up to like 12 reps, um, lifting a little bit of a heavier load. And then from there we get into accessory work. So any type of uh, lagging body parts or weaknesses they may want to bring up, that's when we're really going to focus on that. And then for those clients that really like to just sweat and feel like they had a good workout, we can always end with a good like conditioning piece. And it doesn't have to be anything super challenging uh, or complex. I mean, it could just be a body weights like AMRAP, which is like as many rounds as possible within a certain time frame, or some type of like EMOM, which is like every minute on the minute, or doing a certain movement for reps. And then once you're done, the remaining remainder of that minute is your rest. And then we just end up cooling down with either some very light cardio, like bike or treadmill, or we're just gonna spend that time stretching. Uh, the types of movements that I really like to focus on is I have my five basic, which is a squat, a press, pull, hinge, and a carry. And so those are my like favorite movement patterns that I like to do. And I really like to emphasize unilateral movements over bilateral. And what I mean by that is unilateral would be a single leg or single arm movement. So a lunge, a step up. Uh, single arm press overhead, single arm row. I just feel like it's a good way to make sure the body is balanced. And when we're kind of working with general population, that is what we want is we're looking for that symmetry. And yes, we're not going to have perfect symmetry just based on lifestyle factors. You're seeing me for maybe two hours out of an entire week. So obviously there's only so little that we can do, but just to make sure that you're moving in a safe and efficient manner, I really like to focus on those those unilateral movements. I feel like that's going to give us the best bang for buck and also keep us moving pretty safe because obviously you don't have to load as heavy when you're doing uh, unilateral movements over, say, like a bilateral where you're doing like a, a heavy leg press or back squat or a heavy bench press, something like that. So emphasizing those movements, um, then we can kind of talk about the volume and intensity. So the higher the volume, obviously the lower the intensity probably needs to be, the higher the intensity, the lower the volume needs to be. And really what I feel like dictates that is how well you recover. Now, if I have someone that has got their nutrition dialed in, their sleep's dialed in, they're able to recover from the workouts, they're not really sore at all when they meet me again, then I can really like push the intensity, you know, we can really kind of get after it. If they didn't get a good night's sleep, they got a lot of stress in their job, or their home life, whatever it may be, then a lot of times we'll pull back that intensity and not necessarily even increase that volume. Maybe I'll even reduce the volume and try to get them into a good state where they're feeling motivated when they come into workout, they're feeling motivated when they leave. 
that's what I'm really looking for because that way I know that they're recovering and the next time they come in, we can set those, you know, those, those mini PRs, if you will. So like if we did three sets of 10 at 100 last week, this week we did three sets of 10 at 110. So we hit a little PR, we progressed. And we're looking for that progressive overload over time. That is how you are going to make, um, you know, improvements in your body and your fitness. A lot of people you'll see that are, let's say they're doing three sets of 10 on a dumbbell row with 20 pounds, and they've done that for six months. Okay, they can obviously do more. They could probably do double the amount of reps, but they're just not challenging themselves. So every now and then you do need an intense workout to make sure that you are challenging yourself enough. It doesn't have to be every week, but just to know that you can work harder and also to see how well your body is gonna recover from that stimulus. So I really wanna to try to push it on those days that we feel good. And when I'm taking my clients through that workout, I like to a lot of times superset uh, a movement as well. So a lot of times we'll superset, say like an upper body with a lower body, or it could be even like a horizontal pull with a horizontal push. So a horizontal pull would be like a lat pull down or a pull up. Oh, I'm sorry, horizontal pull would be a, like, a, like a dumbbell row um, or like an inverted row, sorry. Um, and then a horizontal push is obviously like push-ups, dumbbell, uh, bench press, stuff like that. And same thing, vertical push, vertical pull, and then we compare those like hip flexion, hip extension movements. Um, that way they complement each other and we aren't having to rest as much. We're able to kind of keep moving and we're gonna get a little bit more within that session. So not always, not always stressing quantity over quality, but we do wanna make sure we are getting enough work in. We wanna make sure that not, we're not standing around, having too much of a conversation, letting the rest linger. Really like a minute, 32 minutes, I think we should be moving on, hitting that next set. Uh, maybe even sooner if we're trying to keep that heart rate elevated. And then usually through most sessions, I'm gonna have probably four to six exercises plan for that workout and then if we have extra time great we can put in some accessory stuff any type of um, prehab we might want to do and then I can also throw in a conditioning piece but usually I have like the meat and potatoes if you will of the workout that I always want to do and kind of have planned um, have like that outline in my head and that's what we're striving for each workout and then anything on top of that is plus is this added bonus um, and if we don't get to anything extra then that's fine because we got what I want accomplished so I feel good about that and then how we kind of go about picking the movements uh, generally starts depending on their fitness level so beginner intermediate advanced let's say someone is kind of intermediate we may start with just like a bodyweight squat make sure that movement pattern looks good then I can load that squat I can load that squat with a dumbbell with a kettlebell they can hold two dumbbells. Um, we can then go to a bar loaded squat, so maybe like a back squat or a front squat. And then even to something more dynamic, which would be like a step up or a walking lunge. Um, so there's always ways to progress those movements. And obviously, like you heard before, I really like to stress those unilateral. So lunges, step ups, split squats, single leg squat, those are, those are my bread and butter. Like I love doing those movements. And then with those movements, just make sure when we're kind of monitoring the volume over the course of the week, I like to look at total volume. So that's, that would be 
the total amount of pounds that you had lifted for that week. So let's say week one for an exercise, we did three sets of 10 at 135. That would be 30 reps. And then that would be 4,050 pounds lifted. Week two, we did four sets of six. So we added a set. The reps went down, but we did 185 this time because we are going with a, a less reps. So we're able to do more of a higher load. And we only did 24 reps that time but we lifted 4,440 pounds. So the volume was down, but the intensity went up. So that's a good way to monitor progress and to make sure that we're always moving in that right direction using that progressive overload. And then obviously like you always cannot just keep striving to hit those PRs. You know, we are human, we have ups and downs. So just being able to auto-regulate if someone's not having really a great week, I'll generally have like a deload form that week. So, okay, we'll focus more on kind of just body weight movements. Let's get some full range of movement in. Let's make sure we're moving really good. Maybe we'll focus a little bit more on core movements at the time and then kind of get them motivated and primed for the next week when they are like feeling good, everything's in line, nutrition, sleep, hopefully all that's dialed in and we can really get after it. Um, so that's generally how I like to structure my time with my clients. Um, depending on if you're working with, and that's basically, that's general pop as well. Um, I didn't really get into working, say, with like youth athletes, um, any type of like special populations or anything like that. Uh, may do that down the road, but for the most part, majority of my clients are general population. That is what I like to train the most. Um, I've been through kind of all of it, and I believe that they're the most fun. Um, we can do the most variety. You can really get creative in what you do with the general population. Um, especially for those that are very consistent. Um, that's a trainer's dream come true, I do believe. Um, so hopefully you guys found that somewhat informative. Uh, we will be having a series of these coming at you with all the trainers, so definitely look forward to them. Hope you guys enjoy them. Um, and that's it for today. See you guys later.